What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use the promo code HAM1. That's HAM in the numeral one for a 50% bonus at sign up. Now to the segment. And Zions and Cleveland with John Beeline. Well, well, well guy, think of, think about this. Imagine if Kyrie and, and Kevin go to New York in the lottery, and they trade the number one overall pick to get Anthony Davis, which I would imagine they would do. Which lottery, would be crazy. Lottery's on thir- uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. This is a pretty big fucking lottery. It is. It's a huge lottery. I didn't realize Beeline was sixty-six years old. Third oldest coach in the NBA. Kind of wild. Yeah. I, when I woke up and I saw that. My first thought was, God, Dan Gilbert just went to his alma mater, and then I realized he's a Michigan State guy, right? Right. The But the assistant GM played for Beeline at West Virginia. But I'm just saying, remember, he kind of went after Izzo, right. and then there was just like he didn't want to take away. It was He was in a weird spot. It was the, I think it was the this, uh, what's his name? The the Raw, Stephen Ross deal. Same thing, Yeah, right? like didn't want to get Harbaugh. This one would be like an Ohio State Genius. guy or a Michigan State guy stealing. I mean, that's <laughs> – that's a pretty big like to cost. me the story to me isn't the story Michigan just lost their coach? Yeah. Who are they what are they gonna do? If I were them, I would try to get Nate Oates from Alabama. Maybe you get Chris Beard, Texas Tech. I don't know, it's tough. I love it's these good- mid, I love these out of cycle coaching searches because it's like everybody, every A D is like, oh who has a legit coach right now? You gotta I saw I saw like Jeff Goodman or one of those guys wrote he had flirted either last year or two years ago with the job. And they knew that I think the NCAA stuff is just bothering him. So he yeah. was, go- he got, he was going to leave. Like they're kind of ready. Last year, the Pistons job was the one. He oh, almost th- th- that, that's what, that's what it was. That's what it was. What about, uh, I obviously the Warriors biggest story to me. Again, I'm biased of the weekend, the random, the Lakers have hired Frank Vogel was pretty, was pretty nuts. And I mean, Jason Kidd. That was a wow moment. That, and Jason, and Kidd, Jason Kidd is to me is the one. And then Stephen A does the report like he's not going to be Vogel's not going to be the coach for long. They're setting it up for Jason. Like huh? Well, and and Vogel part of his deal was he just took a three year contract, right? He was like, yeah, yes, we got to get in. I don't blame to him. To me, Stephen A was like, 
you know, the Lakers didn't want to make kid their head coach because of domestic violence. Like he's well, been a coach gonna, since then. Yeah, and he's you're hiring him on your staff, so you're not too good. What? This they are a disaster guy. It, dude, it is so wild. I Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, LeBron. Tell me that you're not rooting for Kyrie to go to LA. Because I am. I'm all for Kyrie going to the Lakers. I am all for it. I'm hoping it happens. Here's You want to hear a little middle cough hope? Yeah. Kyrie goes to L.A. with Vogel Kid. Kid's the coach by Christmas. I'm kind of rooting for this team just because I, don't, I think the Warriors would be the complete underdogs to them. But it would just be like, it would be kind of sweet. They play each other four times. Kawhi and Kevin go to the Clippers. And just leave the Knicks out of it. The problem with that is I want the finals to, the, to be great. To me, the Knicks could get Zion or whatever. I, but but it, I, I, just think want, I just want, to me, the problem with he- heavily loading the West is like, then you get to the finals and it's like, like yeah, That's I mean, why I wouldn't mind Kevin and Kyrie on the Knicks. I, I just, the closer we come, he's really going to go to the Knicks, Kevin. He's going to stake his claim to the Knicks. Somebody said today it's 95%. Who was that? I just feel like they're going to have a pretty sweet pitch. The Clippers are going to come locked and loaded to get these two guys. But because that's if I was Bron's town, like that's my thing. It's like, do you want to be? But if you're, but if you're Kevin, why don't you just kick his ass and just embarrass him? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's that's logical, but yeah, I don't know. That's what that's Uh, what I'm looking for. Other NBA, the uh, the game seven Sundays, the mid range J, then of course uh, the Raptors, one of the three. But it took four hops. Which uh, which which game? Inter- which which one were? I know you were not as locked in at the evening game because you were at Mother's Day dinner. But uh... well, the first half guy. I don't know how much the first half of the night game or the afternoon game you saw. It was hard to watch. Like they it were was just not terrible. good. Yeah, Harlan's uh, like the Raptors are shooting thirty three percent, or maybe it was thirteen percent. Thirteen percent, whatever it was. The the morning game was just fantastic because the Blazers were getting their ass kicked. Then they just come storming back, and I, I think those two guys are the poor man's versions of Steph and Clay. Yeah, like they may lose, they may miss shots, they are not going to choke, and they are just winners. And that game by CJ to me reflects Dame in a positive light. It shows that he is no problem. He's a great teammate. Why wouldn't you want to play with that guy? Why wouldn't one of these free agents want to go play with those guys? Like to me, if I'm Jimmy Butler, if I'm Tobias, like I want to go to that, uh, and, and just CJ. To me, my issue with the mid-range jumper, and I, I give LeBron had a, some good tweets. David West had a bunch. Buddy Jamal Crawford. Uh, sometimes I crush Chris Paul, and I know Jamal follows me, and I'm like, he's never said anything. I wonder if he unfollowed me. He, I wonder if he's sneaky. He hates Chris Paul, too. They play together, but yeah, he probably I remember Bobby him. Jackson would always see Chris Paul and just like thinks, like think the world of him, like big hugs. Loves Chris. Yeah. So I've, I would imagine he likes him. But a lot of the basketball guys, especially the older players, like 30 and above, I think they're tired of, because they hear it a lot, I would imagine, in practice and just around their coaches who are hearing it from the front office about shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes. No one disputes that shooting threes is not a dumb, like it's the smart thing to do. But I think these analytics guys, and Gold, that Kirk Goldsberry guy, didn't you have him on your show or something? Dude, we you know? met him in Vegas. You don't remember oh, this? That, oh, that, that's what it was. I knew. I'm like, how do I know this guy? I used to, yeah, he used to come on the radio yeah. show in Fresno before he uh, took an NBA job. Back, his, yeah. And then we book, met him when we went to the Summer League. That, that's what it was. That's what it was. In his book, he said anything beside a layup or a three is a moronic shot. 
And I, I think the NBA players and fans like I think me and you find like it's just like that's ridiculous. And there is because the analytic guys get so consumed, like everyone's just trying to discredit analytics. No. I think you guys do a poor job of ever admitting, like, yeah, there are other opportunities. They never, the number guys, ever admit, like, yeah, my way might not be 100% right. They refuse to do that. There's an arrogance and a talking down, which I don't think, like, LeBron's not being arrogant about it. He literally shoots threes. He's acknowledging it's a smart shot. He's improved at it. But when you're told, like, game on the line, down one, shoot a three, you're going to lay up. Well, what if I fucking my sweet spot's at 15 feet? Like that's it's not a dumb shot, right? And they this yesterday this I got a lot of or I I didn't get a lot I just saw a lot of my timeline. There's a referendum going right now. Don't let it discredit analytics. Well, I do think it's fair to say that in the biggest moments, if all you're gonna do is shoot threes like the Houston Rockets and tell your players to never do what CJ McCollum does, when you have like can James Harden hit a 12 footer or Chris Paul clearly, that you're at a disadvantage. Like the do you know what the Warriors do? They get a good shot. Now, if they're down 10 with five minutes to go, they start gunning threes naturally. That's not dumb. But in a tight game, they are not beholden to the three-point shot. And it's not – obviously, Kevin is an elite mid-range jumper. But Steph will do it. Clay will do it. Draymond will shoot a floater. Iguodala will draw – I mean, they'll just do other shit. And I, I think that's where basketball analytic people have kind of lost me. I, they they refuse to say that sometimes a two-point shot is not a bad shot. Because two – as Bob Ryan said on Twitter, two's better than zero, Right? <laughs> Yeah, especially like situations dictate. And then you think about like, so is to me one of the, in the last five years, like one of my, one of the more indefensible shots, we don't get to see it a lot, but Sean Livingston's turnaround jumper from about 10 feet out is a, is an unguardable shot. Well, you, you know, that's not like the Daryl Morey's of the world. I don't think they allow their guy. I mean, there's no way you can not allow, but they 100% coach against that shot. Right, right. And it's, but that's an end like, for that guy, it might be harder for him to get to the basket, but that's a it's a layup. And well, many he's, situations, he's six, he's six foot seven, and usually their backup point guard is six feet tall. I'll tell you this: like I remember, there was a time, and obviously we talk about like we are in the era with, that you're talking about, where this is a, a a shot that some people just will not take. There was a time I remember when we'd always talk about like young players don't have that shot. I'll tell you this: watching a lot of college basketball, like in the Pac-12, like there are guys, a lot of guys take a mid-range shot. So, but uh, it's, it's easier. So if you're not as good of a player, right. Uh, yeah. On, on I'm just saying level. like, I feel like there was a time in the college game where that, where people took less of that shot. And now there are college teams that have all the same analytics. The NBA teams have that are like, we are two like layups and threes. That's who we are. But I don't think there's like this you're, lack so of you, youth players that have that you're, shot. So you're arguing uh, that uh, you do bas- college basketball games. You don't see it or you do see it. I'm my observation is that a lot of teams have the same information that NBA teams have on the value of threes or twos. Like there are plenty of teams that value it the same way, or at least to a point, but I don't, I do think there are young players. There was a time before we got to these twos versus threes, where I still think you would just hear old heads talking about young guys don't have a mid range game anymore. Right. Yeah. Now you don't see like post up, like face up bank shots. You don't see that anymore, but I have seen a lot of young, like college basketball players, that have a mid-range game that I think for a point in time did leave the NBA. And it's just kind of odd to me that I'm seeing guys do it at a time when the threes and the twos are getting so emphasized. But I think one of the reasons it's happened is that that is an open shot now because defenses are stretching out for threes. 
I would say the co- when you say you do a lot but of But the game is games, different, you're right. No one runs their offense through the post like you do find in the NBA, even if it's to kick it back out, but the post guys are usually not offensive players or is that not true? Um no, there are a couple teams that do, but yeah, I mean I think that's largely fair. You don't have and the back to the but basket when you, game when you defensively say when it, gets get has been de-emphasized. Like it's it's getting harder and harder to you don't have a lot of post up bigs. I remember watching a lot of DeAndre Ayton when he was at Arizona. When you do get a good big guy, they ran a lot of shit through him, right? Yeah, I, I but think it's, it is it's, dependent on the player. It, it's yeah, it's just there aren't a lot of back to the basket guys in college basketball. So true. And I but I but I think part of like what LeBron would tell you, or the players that are anti it, that the guys like Daryl they don't even want to mess with that type of player. Like they wouldn't even want him on the team, and that can help. Like the one thing that helped the Blazers out is that they got a lot of production from Nurkic. Right? Excuse me, uh, Cantor. Like, he just helped, he rebounded, put backs. Like, they had a presence with a big guy inside, which they thought they were screwed once Nurkic. I was, I was actually watching that game live when his leg shattered, and it felt like their season was over that night, and they've benefited. What, what have the, what, to me, one separating factor, we have not mentioned this guy's name one time, of the Warriors versus the Rockets was Kevin Looney was the best big in the series from blocking, blocking shots into getting rebounds. And a lot of the Warriors, when they would lose the rebounding battle, it wasn't because Akeem was getting him, right? It was because, like, the guards would get him and P.J. Tucker was getting him. So they lose a rebound battle. It's not because they're getting out-rebounded by Joel Embiid. It's that, like, P.J. Tucker would just end with nine rebounds and Chris Paul would have seven, right? They mm. that, that happens because they play small. But when Looney's in there, instead of going the super, super Hampton Five lineup, he just gets a lot of rebounds because he's – how tall is Looney? Seven feet tall? He definitely – 6'11", but he's long. Yeah, I don't he's think a, he's quite there, but... But he's like a 6'10", 6'11", long guy. He's he got long arms. The Draymond's Listed at arms are long, but he's short. Listed doesn't, at it feel like he's, doesn't feel like he's a little taller than yeah, that? Yeah, he plays, he plays bigger than that. So it's just... I, I This analytic movement... I Again, I, I've never met one person that beside like Charles that's anti it. That really, if you just talk basketball, it thinks like the three's a dumb shot anymore. But they would also say, yeah, there's a, just a math that that everyone understands. But but I think those analytics guys, this is what drives like LeBron and Jamal and these guys nuts that really live around these guys every day. They tell them, don't take that shot ever. That's that's the mandate from the top, which I think is a little extreme. And I, I give the Warriors a lot of credit. That is not their mandate, right? At all. No, partly because they some of this like, hey guys, let's take a few, let's 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 chill a little bit. Like they've kind of chilled out well, on c- the three. Couldn't you argue that the Warriors but losing so, games? Losing like game gr- seven. Yeah. Losing game seven last year. If the Rockets at about three pointer number 15 that hasn't gone in, go, you know what? Let's run a, like a mid range shot for Chris just to get a bucket, just to take a breath. Because what you meet with these coaches all the time during the season when you're calling the game. Like in that situation, sometimes it's like, we just need to get a bucket, get to the line, get fouled. Just have a we, we just need to get a, a a number change on the scoreboard, right? If you've gone ten straight misses, and you could argue that's one of the most reprehensible moments in NBA history to force twenty seven straight threes. It wasn't twenty seven straight shots; it was twenty seven straight threes. That's that's unheard of, guy. That's even like the the highest level basketball guys in the league. Like, yeah, probably at about. 20 maybe mix it up like go to the rim yeah maybe nine maybe not i mean that's a lot like nine's a lot you you agree there is zero chance on god's green earth even with steph clay and kevin on the court 
that by about like 12 to 15, Kerr wouldn't call a timeout no, and say yeah, something. No, no doubt. But I also think like, yes, period. I also think what's, this is what makes Steph great, right? Is he's maybe the greatest or he is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, but he's also one of the great finishers at the basket. And he's one of the great passers. Like he's just... But that's what I, I mean. That's Chris Paul is one of the great mid-range shooters of all time. Like, bro, just shoot a mid-range shot and get a bucket. Right. I'm like, just saying, like Steph, like there's not a quadrant on the floor where there's not something he can do. And I, I think analytics guys get so offended. It's not a referendum. No one's saying that. But can you acknowledge, like, that's a good shot by CJ. They they refuse to acknowledge that. They, yeah. On the, the balance, the mathematically, world, you're not going to win taking that shot. It's like, yeah, but in this moment, he just won the game doing that. And and what were the Nuggets doing. They were getting like Jokic shooting shots and it's just come on guys. Like there's different ways and this is what Belichick, this best coach right now in all the sports, I'll do whatever it takes to win. So if this is working, we'll just stick with it. If it's not, I'll change. Isn't that the point of life? Like if you're running a business, if something's working, you keep riding it, keep riding it, then you're like, well, we probably need a pivot here if it stops working. You just have to have other pitches. And I think when all your only pitches are threes and layups, which there was points in the in the in the Nuggets Blazer game. Dame his stat line didn't look great, but he kept driving. He kept driving. I kept thinking, why does he keep doing that? Going into Jokic, he's getting a shot blocked. He's just hitting the ground. I would imagine they tell you, well, it kind of opens us up. You know, it just opens other parts of the court up. It's not necessarily. I know I'm not gonna hit the shot most of the time, especially going right into their center, who's a elite player. He averaged like, you see his numbers like 29, 13, and nine. Like it's like a historically great series for a big. He had an unreal playoffs. That guy's good. I, I didn't. I'd never really watched them. But they're just smart players. Like, and I think James more than Chris because I think Chris does. Like when he's when they kind of get rolling, Chris will shoot that mid ranger, and it has that perfect what Kobe always said was like basketball porn in the snap of mm. the of the net. Mm. That's Chris. I think James has been ingrained by Daryl. His game is really just he does not shoot. Long twos, right? The only two he shoots beside a dunk or a layup is the floater. Like he, he, he's kind of a creation. Now he's an, again, I'm not just discrediting him, man, but his game is, you know, what's coming. Now, a lot of times, most people can't stop it, but he only does two things. He drives or he shoots threes. That's it. You know what Kevin would say? I drive, I dunk, shoot mid rangers, shoot fadeaway threes, shoot fadeaway two. I do it all. You have no goddamn clue what's coming. With James, I know exactly what's coming. And he hasn't got over the hump either time, even with say, CJ and Dane. But, I don't but again, I would say Kevin's a, Kevin's unique too, right? In his length. But but, but I'd say so that James, makes that shot maybe James, an easier shot than it is for James. But it's James can get open on everybody. Like why couldn't you shoot that like little the way he jumps back from twenty feet instead of twenty six feet, right? Yeah. You're right. I mean, he's just on TV, just eyeballing James. I know I'd probably say he's a little taller, six four. You think that's fair? Six four and a half. Yeah, he's not he's not a six seven guy, right? Right. He's really built more like a, I mean, he's built like a running back. I mean, he's a great player, but I, I do think his style, unlike like CJ and Dame, they will just do whatever it takes, right? They're not like ingrained. We got to do mid range. We got to shoot threes. We got to shoot layups. We got to pass. They're just more open. Even Kawhi, like I'll shoot threes. I'll dunk. Shoot mid range. I'll do whatever I have to take to win. It feels like the Rockets will do whatever it takes to win their way. And again, you could say, well, they're playing the Warriors. They were, you know, they shouldn't beat them anyway. But the Warriors were there to be beat now twice in two years, and they just refuse 
to get outside of the lane. To me, that's that's ignorant. And because your way works, you can factor that in. Just add a little something else. Try it because you're going to lose anyway. But they refuse to deviate, guy. That, that's where I do not disrespect or I do not respect the mindset that comes from the top. And that's Daryl. Uh, and he's just stubborn. You know, he's just he's almost too smart. He's, he, there's like a better, you know, like a Chip Kelly, but like, bro, mix it up. It's different Chip Kelly, obviously. I'm not, they're good, but just look at Bill. Look at Steve. They'll do whatever it takes to win. Even Phil, back in his prime, not the New York Knicks, Phil. Just do other shit. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.